Sports. It's legendary. 1400 AM, WIRA. It's now time for Discover Your Power with your host, personal power coach, Anthony Chambers. To speak with Anthony during the show, call 772-464-1400. Or you can email to info at anthonychambers.org. Or follow on Twitter, at Brings the Light. And now, here's Anthony. Good morning, Treasure Coast, and happy Saturday to you. I'm Anthony Chambers, your personal power coach, and welcome to another edition of Discover Your Power. Right now, we're grooving with uh, Gerald Albright, one of my favorite tracks. This is Grooveology. Here we go. Come on with me now. those of you that don't know, the Discover Your Power show is brought to you with you in mind, spending a delectable array of fine, fine jazz and some powerful insights to help you walk through this wonder-filled journey we call life. Today we'll be discussing chapters from my book, Power Up Your Faith and Take Charge of Your Life. So stick around and we're going to get our groove on. Gerald Albright, Grooveology. This groove makes me feel delicious. I trust that you are living in your deliciousness today. That's what this life is all about, is living it deliciously. Live in love. I tell you, if you love life, it'll love you back. Life is not happening to you, it's responding to you.
Well, let's get this show on the road. I'm Anthony Chambers, your personal power coach. You are listening to the legendary WIRA 1400 AM. It is what it isn't. Man's concept of this world is built on the experience of the five senses. And this is no longer adequate. And in many cases, it's no longer valid. I tell all my clients, let's live from the inside out instead of from the outside in. Let me share with you what that means. You see, we experience this planet, this plane, with the experience of our five senses, our sense of touch, our sense of taste, our sense of smell, our sense of sight, our sense of hearing. And then we have a sixth sense I like to call intuition. That sense is what's connected to the divine that is within us, that is within each of us. The idea is this, is that we take in all this external information through these five senses and we turn it within and it dictates how we feel. It dictates how we navigate this life experience. You know, each experience that we have, little of us believe or even understand the idea that this experience is taking place in our own heads. You know, we are, in, in fact, locked in this prison between our ears because oftentimes we're unaware of our innate value and our innate power. I like to give this example of a situation like if I and a friend are sitting and talking in a room and a person tends to walk in the door and when they walk in the door, we happen to bust into a gut busting laugh. Eight out of 10 people, when they come in the room, they will think that we are laughing or talking about them. Of course, that isn't the truth because we're laughing and talking before they came in the room. But as they come into our line of view, they hear us laughing and they see us looking at them as they come in the room and they immediately take on the experience that someone is laughing or talking about them. In today's society, as it happens with our children, this happens on a daily basis. And someone may run up to you like, what you looking at? What, what, what you laughing at me for? And we say, wait, excuse me, what's going on? But in that person's reality, in their mind, they believe that someone is laughing or talking about them. Now, that is a creation of their own imagination. And we create experiences like this in our minds every single day. In fact, we create all of our experiences. Our world is happening inside our own heads. But my thought is this. If we are such powerful creatures that we can create a belief system, we can create a thought or create an experience that may not or may be true, why not create the experience that we desire? Hmm, something to ponder. How about this? I'm going to share a little Bill Withers with you. Can we pretend? This is an oldie but goodie. 50 years old, in fact. Maybe 51. I love this song. Can we pretend? There's a light that shines 
timeless soul of Mr. Bill Withers. Can we pretend? Of course we can. We're doing it every day. It can be a very, very powerful tool, or it can be a powerful and terrible weapon. Depends on our use. I want to read an excerpt from you, for you, from a book by Pam Grout. It's a number, number one New York best New York Times bestseller list right now. It's called it's called E Square, and it's a very very powerful book. And uh, you know, it seems like my book was kind of a primer to this one's a primer, if you would, to this one. So I just want to read a couple of excerpts, and then we'll get into mine. Um, there's a actually the opening chapter. She says, "All we need to do to change the course of our crummy lives is to get over our ongoing grudge against the world." to actively see and expect a different reality. As it is now, we devote all our time and attention, or our consciousness, if you will, to things that we do not want. But she says it's nothing more than just a bad habit. And like any bad habit, it can be changed with a conscious and deliberate effort. She says right now, the planet you call home is spinning at a rate of roughly 930 miles per hour. It's orbiting the sun at an astonishing 66,486 miles per hour. But unless you just polished off a couple of pitchers of beer, you probably aren't aware of such movement. <laughs> and that's just one tiny example of how we distort reality. Turns out that almost all the concepts and judgments we take for granted are distortions. Very early on, say sometime around birth, 
Our minds establish a pattern of perception and then proceed to filter out everything else. In other words, we only experience things that jive with our very limited perception. A girl from the Philippines told me it was weeks, if not months, after she arrived in the United States before she noticed that some people were, some people here had red hair, including people she knew and dealt with on a regular basis. Red hair was inconsistent with, with what she had been conditioned to see and expect. So for several months, she was sub subjectively blind to red hair, seeing it as the brunette of her culture. Scientists now know the brain receives 400 billion bits of information each second. To give you some idea of just how much information that is, consider this. It would take nearly 600,000 average-sized books just to print 400 billion zeros. Needless to say, that's a heck of a lot of reality. So what do we do? We start screening. We start narrowing down. I'll take that, take that bit of information over there and let's see. Uh, this one fits nicely with my ongoing soap opera about the opposite sex. And when all is said and done, we, we're down to 2,000 measly bits of information. Go ahead and take a bow because even that's pretty impressive. We're talking 2,000 bits of information each and every second. But here's the problem. What we choose to take in is only one half of one millionth of the percent of what's out there. Let's pretend that each dot of a pinpoint is one bit of information. I've been practicing and most dots I can reasonably make and one second is about five. But let's be generous and assume you're, better than, you're a better pen dotter than I am and let's pretend you can make 10 dots per second. Again, we're assuming each dot is a bit of information. To make as many dots as your brain processes in one second takes nearly three and a half minutes at your highly superior rate of 10 dots per second. But if your brain were processing all the available information, 400 billion dots, it would take 821 years. That's how much information our brains are taking in. So we tend to filter and we filter things out based on what we're already familiar with or we run it past the old data that's already going on in our heads. Well, I wrote a book a couple years ago, actually, when I first touched down here in Florida. It's called Power Up Your Faith and Take Charge of Your Life. And it's available at Kingdom Bookstore and on Amazon.com and on my website at anthonychambers.org. And I just want to share a couple of points out of it because it's very, very powerful information. And I wrote it once I landed here in Florida because I came into the community where it was a large mm, population of churches and Christian people and understanding belief systems that run our lives, but I still saw so many people struggling. And so this is to add to or to help understand. I wrote it to kind of share it or make it as like, kind of like showing the mechanics of how our faith actually works or the mechanics behind our faith. Following the principles herein will allow you to appear as if you are God's favorite, for you will be operating under the clear guidelines that were put in place before the beginning of time before any religious doctrine was put into place. You will live the life for which you were truly intended. Let this mind be in you, which is also in Christ Jesus. As you know, I host this local radio show, and um, I bring this up because Jesus became the Christ upon his discovery. And as you know, I call this show the Discover Your Power Show. Now, when Christ discovered his power, it was upon his discovery that 
he discovered his oneness with God. And that's when he really began to share all these wonderful things with the rest of us. As I share, you will grow with the understanding of this inner presence, the kingdom of God within you and the power bestowed upon us. As you know, when you are given power, you are also given responsibility. You are given the responsibility to choose how you will use this God-given power. Will it be used consciously for your betterment or mindlessly and unconsciously to your detriment? However, at the center of all I share, you will recognize that the faculties we use every day, given to us by our Creator, have been mostly used in a reckless and futile manner. And this is due to a lack of knowledge and or our mindless addiction to negative emotion and struggle. And this has become our norm. But once you come to this understanding, you can let this mind be in you, which is also in Christ Jesus. What I'm talking about here is the kingdom consciousness or Christ consciousness. The kingdom. The Christ said, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. So what is this kingdom, and where is it? Well, Many people believe this kingdom is some ethereal location or destination we are all striving to get to after death, and they have to be good and righteous to get there. But he also said the kingdom of God is within you, and it is the Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. Therefore, I offer you another perspective. I'm suggesting here that the kingdom is a consciousness, and righteousness is simply right thinking to be arrived at here and now. It's all a matter of consciousness and perspective. In fact, that which you are seeking, we already have. What we are lacking is an awareness of it. And that's this kingdom consciousness. Equally as, is, <laughs> equally as close is this idea of hell. For oftentimes we have lost our awareness of our connection to God or our source. We find ourselves feeling the emotion of being lost, fearfulness, loneliness, anguish, depression, confusion and despair. Those are our personal time spent in what I think of as hell. I, probably like you, have spent a great deal of time in that wretched space of consciousness. But what is this Christ consciousness we're talking about? If you're a believer as I am, you've accepted Christ as your personal Savior and Lord of your life. As a Christian, we ask others if they have ever or do they have a personal relationship with Christ. And uh, knowing or accepting Christ as our personal Savior is indeed a personal relationship. But in order for this relationship to work, however, we must understand what inviting Christ into our life means. Or better yet, what is our part in this equation? I remember in the beginning of my walk, I had what is often referred to as a honeymoon period. And this honeymoon period is a beautiful time when you experience euphoria, a feeling like all is well, and it lasts for a while and then all hell seems to break loose. And some say because you have made Christ your choice, you have now come under the attack of by Satan. And I was then told to seek the Holy Spirit as it would comfort, protect, and strengthen me against these attacks of Satan. So guess what? I did. I called a dear ministerial couple and shared with them my desire to seek the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And they were happy and excited that I called them and with this request. And they invited me to their home where they turned to a scripture in Corinthians and began to pray with me. My first thought was, anyone can do this. Soon after he prayed, Father helped him get it past his mind. Suddenly something came over me and I had what is called the utterance of tongues. I felt like I was being purged and I couldn't stop. It was quite euphoric. It was really kind of like a high. 
But when it was over, they gave me the Bible from which we had read, and I went home to share my experience with my sister. And she laughed at me with disbelief, so I immediately called my friends back to ask, was this a one-shot deal? And they laughed as well and shared with me that this was my own personal prayer language. So I continued with this way of praying for a while, and however, I never got the same buzz as the first time, nor did I have an understanding of what the heck I was really even saying during this prayer time. I wanted more. I needed more. So I figured if, if God is infinite intelligence, why has the information I've received all these years been subject to so many varied interpretations with little practical or inconsistent application? I found the following answers, which I joyously share with you from my journey. You see, Christ, being the Son of God and the central figure of Christianity, the author of my faith and the wayshore, was presented to me kind of like this. I was taught about his birth, Christmas, his death and suffering and rising from the dead, Easter, and that he died for my sins, yet taught very little about how he lived. Of course, we all know about the miracles he performed and because of his radical ideas of being the Son of God, he was crucified. But he said, I came that you may have life more abundantly. He predicted the things that I do, you shall do greater things than these. It only stands to reason that we should use his example and operate as he did. You see, Christ understood and operated in the universal laws. The universal laws in this book, which I refer to as the power principles. You see, Christ never said anywhere in the Bible to worship him. He said, follow me. The power principles. You know, I think I'll take a musical break right now. And uh, we're going to share with you a fun song called Crazy Race. This is the RH Factor with Crazy Race.
of people had sent in line to get up in this place. I'm surely hard to pick up your guard in this crazy Love that crazy race. Let me share the power principles with you. For whatever reasons, there has been little focus on this area of Christ's life. You see, Christ is the example, not the rule. The mere fact that he predicted that we would do greater things than he proves it. And from, from a societal perspective, we already have. Look at what man has accomplished and how we live today. However, in terms of our personal power, we've been living far beneath our privileges because of a lack of knowing. I believe during the unaccounted for years of Christ's life, the universal laws were revealed to him. It was when he returned upon the scene, he began to work wonders. He came back with a knowing, the knowing that his father always heard him and what he asked, it is always given. You see, the power or the answer is always yes. Knowing God the Father will withhold no good thing from you. In this knowing, you will live as a king's kid. Live and be perceived as if you are God's favorite child. Of course, God blesses every man according to his measure of faith. And there are no favorites. However, in this body of work, we will reveal to you the real secrets of the Christ. And if practiced, you will certainly appear to be a favorite. You see, the Christ consciousness is simply coming into the knowledge and awareness and operation of your birthright and understanding your oneness with God. These tools, if used, could alter your life. In fact, they are the very principles used by the Christ. In this book, we will refer to them as the power principles. Now, our ignorance of the power principles is what allows us to go through all the motions of going to church every Sunday and doing everything according to the word, or how it has been interpreted to us, and our life goes the opposite way than we desire. We're still struggling. We're still having the most difficult times in life, and we're just begging and pleading and lamenting and conjoling and trying to make a deal with God to help us when we are really only trying to convince ourselves that we are worthy. On my journey, I found that some doctrines tend to believe that the acceptance of Christ is the end all to all. Others teach the acceptance of Christ coupled with the baptism of the Holy Spirit is the end all to all. However, I have found that these commitments and practices are only the beginning. They are only foundational acts that upon that open our minds and hearts for that, hmm, for that which is to come. They are our introduction to the way shower who prepares us for the renewing of our minds and leads us to an understanding of the power that resides within each of us. The renewing of our mind enhanced and accelerated through the practice of the power principles. Now, you ask, what are the power principles? Well, the power principles are universal laws, spiritual laws, laws of nature, or whatever term suits you. They are precise, unwavering, unchanging principles that govern our entire universe. Like the law of gravity, you don't have to believe in them to know they are always working. Surely you know if you trip and fall, you will not fall up. For the law of gravity says what goes up must come down. It doesn't matter if you're a Christian, don't matter if you're Protestant, don't matter if you're Jewish. The laws simply work and affect every area of our lives from finance to romance. What is universal law? 
The best definition, the absolute best definition I've heard is from a talk by Bob Proctor, which states, universal law is the uniform and orderly method of the omnipotent God. Now, I pray by now you can understand the importance of coming into the awareness of the power principles that you may learn to apply them to create the life you desire or have only dreamt of. Most people have very little or only a cursory knowledge of these laws. Acquiring this knowledge will literally attract success, joy, abundance, and freedom, which is the true basis of life. And when I say freedom, I don't mean freedom from anything. I mean freedom to anything. Big difference. As for me, I call it a life of deliciousness. The intent of sharing the power principles is to empower you by providing you with the knowledge that is required in order to live the life or live the abundant life promised to us. God has put a system in place to alleviate us from living lives of uncertainty, anxiety, always feeling depleted and defeated. Are you not tired of seeing the long mule-like faces of Christians saying, the Lord's going to make a way? Well, I'm here to tell you, the way has already been made. It was made when the world was put in place. Now is your appointed time. Now is your moment of attraction and creation. This information is coming to your hands because, or into your ears because your mind knows life holds much more promise for you. Your heart is now open to receive and your soul is anticipating the awakening of what it already knows. Hmm. Chapter three, energy is. Energy is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. This is power principle number one, the principle of energy. You've heard me talk about energy many, many times before, and we are living in a soup of energy. In fact, we want to refer to it now as a field of potentiality. And it's all around us, and we move, live, and have our being in this field of potentiality. And it's up to us to choose how we will live this life. You see, we have free will and we have free won't. The same power it takes me to hug you is the same power it takes me to slug you. All depends on how we choose to use this power. But because we're unaware of how to use this power and we're begging on something outside of us to provide us with this power, we're missing the boat. You see, the power is within. Energy is all mental and physical sciences based on this principle. Faith is the movement of energy, the substance of things hoped for. Energy is the evidence of things not seen. Hmm. Now let's bring it into a practical perspective. What does this principle have to do with our power? Well, understanding that energy is means that everything is energy. Science through quantum physics has discovered and proven that subatomic particles or energy are the building blocks of the universe. We also know that science often proves what spirituality has already predicted. However, you, me, the plants, rocks, animals, chairs, we are everything that we're sitting on, everything that is, hmm, everything that is are particles of energy and all energy vibrates. The only major difference is how the chunks of energy are grouped together. And the way in which these packets or chunks of energy are together determines what is manifested or what we see in our physical experience. You see, even our thoughts are energy. Well, energy vibrates. Energy is in constant motion. We literally live in an ocean of motion. Nothing rests, you see. Einstein's kind of said it like this. He says, if it's not moving, it's dead. But seriously, folks, if you were to look at your hand under an electron microscope, you would see that you are a bunch of tiny particles vibrating in constant motion. You see, it's been said the body is in a constant evolution of change. Your body is moving at a rate of millions of cells per second. Okay, so you got that? Good. Now, thought is energy. 
It is through this discovery that we gain the power to create. Don't want you to miss this, folks. This is powerful. You know, all the sages of the ages agree upon this one particular point, and that point is that so as a man thinketh in his heart is he. You see, thought employs the law of vibration. Thought ignites feelings. Feelings vibrate. Vibration compels to you or repel from you the experiences that you desire. I want to say that to you one more time. You know, let me break it down for you like this. When you think, you feel. When you feel, you vibrate. And when you vibrate, you attract. Again, unlike any other creature on the planet that we are aware of, we have the power to choose our thought. I often say that we have three superpowers, the power to think, the power to feel, and the power to choose what we want to think and how we want to feel. That's, 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 that's succulent, y'all. That's, that's juicy stuff. And I, I hope you get it into your being. All right? So it is believed that other animals operate on instinct. Andrew Carnegie said it like this. He says, any idea that is held in the mind that is emphasized, that is either feared or revered, will begin to clothe itself in the most convenient and appropriate physical form that's available. Any thought you mentally entertain with emotion begins to manifest in your physical world, folks. However, this is a, there is a gestation period after the thought enters your mind. You see, but we'll discuss gestation a little later. Here we go. The thoughts you choose will dictate the vibration that you're in. Negative thoughts will set the body in a negative spin or a negative vibration. See, the power of emotion is what I want to share with you because, see, when we think, we feel. Emotion is really energy in motion. Emotion is the rocket fuel that propels our thought. Let me put it another way. Let's think of it from the male-female perspective. Thought being the male and emotion being the female, and they come together and produce. You see, you place a male plug into a female wall socket and you get light. Got it? Great. So you see, feeling is a word we created to color or describe our conscious awareness of the emotional vibration we are in or the vibration that we're emitting. When you feel sad, you're in a negative thought as well as a negative feeling causing a negative vibration. Starts thinking of something beautiful and delicious and suddenly like magic your emotion and your vibration changes and your sadness is gone. When you think you feel, when you feel you vibrate, when you vibrate you attract. I wanna play some music for you. Here is my girl Mesa with Pouring Rain. Want the sun to shine all over me. I can feel the pouring rain.
I really want the sunshine. You know, she is saying regardless of the rain. She says she's grateful for the rain, but she really wants sunshine. How many of us want sunshine in our lives today? You are listening to the legendary WIRA 1400 AM. I'm Anthony Chambers, your personal power coach, and you are listening to Discover Your Power. Today, we're sharing some excerpts from my book, Power Up Your Faith and Take Charge of Your Life. We've just shared the first principle of the book, which states that energy is. 
Most of us aren't aware of this, that, and what role it plays in our life. We think our energy is how much energy we have to get from point A to point B. Or we think of energy as what we pay for when we pay our light bill. And it is all of that and so much more. And it plays an integral role in our everyday life if we are paying attention. You see, if you ask me, learning how to transform, transform energy is so important that it should be taught along with the reading and writing and arithmetic. And it all starts with intent, the force that lies behind everything. You know, intention is the energy, the fuel, the electric charge that sets up a resonant field and sends out probability waves into the field of infinite potential. You see, when we have a desire, we are launching rockets. And those desires, rockets of desire that are going out to meet our need and to draw to us what we want. You see, the minute you make an intention, you create it. It's instantaneous. It exists as an actual thing. You don't see it yet because you're still operating from the linear time. You're still sold on the old school adage, creating things takes time. So you keep working and waiting. You keep following the seven steps from the latest self-help book. But here's what physicists tell us. Things in the quantum world do not happen in steps. They happen immediately. So the thing that you intend, the minute you intend it, it exists. It exists on an energetic plane. But like Schrodinger's cat, a famous thought experiment devised in 1935 by an Austrian physicist, Erwin Schrodinger, you are only aware of the reality you choose to observe. The physical manifestation remains, remains enfolded outside your current consciousness. See, cutting edge physicists tell us life is, a multi, is multidimensional. But most of us are stuck in our one-dimensional physical reality, restricted to what we experience with our five senses. What we experience with these alleged foolproof tools are obs of observation are nothing but what we decide to look for. It's not even a chicken or egg question. What we see, experience, and feel with our five senses always comes after the decision to see, experience, and feel it. Wow, I don't know if you got that. Let me say that again. What we see, experience, and feel with our five senses always comes after the decision to see, experience, and feel it. <laughs> I liken consciousness to a giant skyscraper. I may be living on the second floor, but the thing I created with my thought is up on the 17th floor. And until I can get to the 17th floor, it appears it's still missing that I'm still waiting. Another great analogy is a television set. If you have a cable more than, you know, you probably have more than 100 channels are yours just for the clicking. And if you have TiVo aside, you can only watch one channel at a time. When you're watching, say, Modern Family, you're chuckling at the antics of Cam, Mitchell, Phil, and Gloria, and you're completely unaware of the other 99 or more channels. That's why it's really important to stay on the channel you want. Don't give any airtime to the reality from which you're trying to escape. Tune in only to your intent. You see, what we focus on tends to expand. What we give our attention to is what shows up in our experience. When we're thinking about paying a bill, we're thinking about paying our car note. That's our, we're keeping our attention stuck on the idea of what we need to do as opposed to thinking of the idea of what it will feel like when it's done. The principle of attraction, which is the second principle in my book, 
states that simply says that like attracts like. This means any thought that you hold in mind must produce after its kind. In other words, we attract into our experience what we think about and what we're in harmonious vibration with. How often do we give a thought or we worry about something and we, continuous, we continuously give it our attention and we continue to worry and we continue to worry and we worry it's ourselves really silly. And after all of that worrying, somehow, some way or another, you get a breakthrough. Generally, you will get that breakthrough when you stop thinking about it because you finally unblock your flow. You are blocking the flow with all of your fear and all of your worry. The reasons we dial into programs we don't like, we live in a world that worships limitations. Wow. We're not really here, not in this moment. The now is the point of power. That's why it's so easy for a yogi who consciously clears out mental static to change his heart rate, pulse, and other body functions. If you're not really here, your mind is not available to do what you're asking it to do. You see, we are always living in the past or in the future. It's rarely that we're spending time in the present moment, and in the present moment is where all of our real power really is. So when we have a desire for something, we run into the future immediately once we place our desire, we run into the future and we worry about it not coming. So we're not in the present moment receiving the blessing that's probably there. You see, it's oftentimes like when you put down your keys and you're looking all over the table for your keys and you don't see it because your mind is already in the car or that you're running late. And the moment you slow down for a minute and say, where did I put my keys? You'll see those keys are sitting right there on the table in front of you. That's how our mind operates. But if we learn to just slow our roll and stay in the present moment, Larry Lee says it beautifully all the time. He says, he says uh, yesterday is history and tomorrow is a mystery. And today, take it for the gift that it is. I'm paraphrasing his words. Take it for the gift, the gift that it is. And that's why it's called the present. How often are we really living in the present? I want to share another song with you. This is George Duke with You Never Know.
late, great George Duke with You'd Never Know. Here's Pete Belasco. Keep on. The legendary WIRA 1400 AM. You're listening to Discover Your Power.
Pete Velasco. Keep on keeping on. You're listening to the legendary WIRA 1400 AM. I'm Anthony Chambers, your personal power coach, and you are listening to another edition of Discover Your Power. Do you wonder why prayers seem to go unanswered? Or why do some folks prosper and others don't? And how do you live the life of your desires? This show is brought to you by the exciting new book, Power Up Your Faith and Take Charge of Your Life by Radio Life Coach Anthony Chambers. Now available at the Kingdom Christian Bookstore. That's 207 Avenue A in Fort Pierce, online at Amazon.com or AnthonyChambers.org. I'm Anthony Chambers, your personal power coach, and I have certainly enjoyed my time with you today. I want to share one last thought before we prepare to get out in this rainy weather, but it's a beautiful rainy weather here in Florida. You know, we were talking just before the break about the idea of being present. You know, we launch a desire for something and then we go into the future or we go into the past. We go into the future largely in worry and fear and anxiety and is it coming? And we're begging and pleading with the Lord, oh, please send it to me. But in fact, as I was sharing with you in the first chapter of my book, the answer is always yes. It's always there. There's always an answer for you. But the issue is that we leave the building like Elvis has left the building. We ask for something, then we leave the present moment where the answer may be and we run into the future. I just want to give you another analogy of that. When I find myself conscious operating outside the now, the present moment, which is unfortunately a great percentage of the time, as most humans, I gently remind myself of this analogy. The UPS driver just delivered to my house every single thing I've ever wanted, but because I've left the building, I don't even realize it. I'm out hunting for some substitute, (laughs) some other way to make it happen. And everything is right there once I bring my consciousness back to the timeless. The <laughs> when I bring myself back to the timeless now, everything is already here, but we'll just run outside of ourselves trying to find it. I tell you this, if you don't go within, you will go without. Uh, I do want to share one last thing with you before I go. I will be speaking next Sunday at uh, Unity of Port St. Lucie. Uh, it will be... Um, right in the Board of Realtors offices on US-1, right across from the station here. Um, I think the address is, yeah, the address is 6666. It's four sixes, uh, US-1, and it's Unity of Port St. Lucie. You'll enjoy a wonderful service. I'll also be singing. So if you want to stop by and uh, give us a listen and you like what you're hearing here on Discover Your Power, you'll certainly hear it live. We look forward to seeing you, and until then, make this a very delicious day. Here's Mesa when your soul answers. This has been Discover Your Power with personal power coach Anthony Chambers. To stay in contact on the web, anthonychambers.org. On Facebook, Anthony Chambers page. Tune in every Saturday morning at 11 a.m. with Anthony Chambers to discover your power on legendary 1400 WIRA.
darkness dissipates 